from San Diego, California, this is a One Extraordinary Marriage Show. We're being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex has taken the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call at 858-876-5663. That's 858-876-5663. In today's show, we talk about being comfortable in your own skin and around your spouse. And as we open today's show, I want you to think about this quote from Chef Padma Lakshmi. She said, I like me better naked. I don't mean that in a vain way. When you put clothes on, you immediately put a character on. Clothes are adjectives. They are indicators. When you don't have any clothes on, it's just you, raw, and you can't hide. And that is going to sum up so much of what we're going to talk about in today's show. Um, It was the perfect quote. And you guys know that we love starting the show that way. But more importantly, uh, the favorite part of the show for a lot of you is the hug. The, The response that comes in from you, our listeners, whether you call in or send us an email or even post a five star review on iTunes that we get to read on the air. And this week's hug is brought to you by The Science of a Woman, The Art of Manhood by Eric T. Smith. And you can find this title at oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash Eric Smith, and that's E-R-I-C-S-M-I-T-H. And in this fascinating read, author Eric Smith digs into many topics dealing with the marriage relationship and how husbands and wives relate to one another sexually. One of the most challenging for Tony and I as we were reading this book was his idea of challenging the concept of high desire and low desire. Mm-hmm. And for yeah. those of you that either have been with us since the beginning or have jumped in you know, somewhere along the way and went back to the beginning, you know that this concept of high desire and low desire is something we've talked about for the last five and a half years. And in this book, The Science of a Woman, The Art of Manhood, Smith asks the question of why would God put us in conflict with one another with different levels of desire? And I just wanna say it's a great question and I'm not gonna be the spoiler and tell you the answer here, but I'm gonna encourage each one of you to pick up this book and read along with us because it's gonna challenge the way you think, it's gonna challenge the way that you look at your spouse and it's gonna transform your marriage. So once again, you can find that at oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash Eric Smith. And this week's hug comes from iTunes and this the title of the message said, thank goodness for one exclamation point. The one podcast has been a godsend. When I found it, I did not realize it would end up saving a marriage that was struggling. In fact, listening to the podcast helped us realize just how disconnected we had become and then gave us tools to reconnect. Mm. We love the challenges and all of the tools that are available. Every Tuesday, I'm waiting for the new podcast, learning new things, and being inspired to take action. Keep up the good work, Tony and Elisa. Awesome. Love it. Thank you so much. And guys, I want to share with you uh, just about these reviews in iTunes. Because when you put a review in iTunes or a five-star rating, what happens is is that you know iTunes, through their magic algorithm, they put those shows that get the most comment and ratings and reviews, they put those to the top, right? So when somebody else is struggling in their marriage, when they come to iTunes and they type in marriage and they can see that One Extraordinary Marriage is at the top, guess what? Your review helped us get there to help transform their marriage. Yep. So when you do that, you're not just changing your life, you're changing somebody else's life. And so we thank you for those. So where'd the show come from today? Um, I have to tell you that 
you know, it came literally out of our bedroom. And you know, I mean that in kind of, uh, you know, sort of a funny way, because last week, Tony was walking out of our master ba- bathroom and into the bedroom. And yes, he was naked. And, you know, all of a sudden we got to talking about the idea of how do couples feel about walking around naked with one another mm-hmm. and about being that comfortable and vulnerable. And like um, the quote said at the beginning, you know, you're raw. You can't hide. Right. Right. I mean, when you're naked, when you have no clothes on, and even if we're talking about a robe or we're talking lingerie or a pair of boxers, there's still, there's still something there. Right. And being comfortable walking around naked does not come naturally to a lot of people. I mean, we have children and I will tell you that both of our kids, when they got to about two, keeping clothes on them was just a chore because they enjoyed, you know, like the minute you get a shirt or shorts on, you know, like they're ripping them off and they're running around in their diaper, you know, when they were little, they don't do that still anymore. Thank goodness. Cause now, you know, one of them's taller than I am. So I'm glad that they're not running around in their diapers. But, you know, as we started looking at where we've been and Tony pointed out to me that we are less than a month away from celebrating our 19th wedding anniversary. So we got a lot of this marriage life and different seasons of marriage behind us and still a lot more left to come. But we started realizing that, that this, comfor- this comfortability, this willingness to be vulnerable has taken many different forms over the years that we've been together and over the different seasons we've been in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what we know about you listening is that you're all in different seasons as well. Some of you are newlyweds or you haven't even gotten married. You're like listening to this in preparation for, you know, that day that's coming in the next couple of months or maybe within the next year. Some of you are in that newlywed phase, like, sweet, we're married. We can do whatever we want together because we're married. Some of you are new parents. You know, you've just kind of gone through this whole pregnancy thing. And now you've got this little screaming bundle of joy in your house that doesn't let you sleep on a regular basis. And, mm-hmm. and some of you have young kids who, you know, don't necessarily sleep any better than the newborns. Mm, some, of you, <laughs> some of you have teenagers who sleep at different hours than the babies. They are up late and sleep in and they're coming and going. So you've always got one ear on the door. Are they walking in? That type of thing. And some of you are empty nesters right? There's nobody in the house, but what do you do now? Right. Right. And so, you know, in addition to all those life changes that are going on, I will tell you that the body that I now inhibit at age 41 is not the same body that I married Tony with at age 22. It's, you know, it's the same me, but the body has definitely changed over the last 19 years. Mm Mm-hmm. He says with a smile on his face. Did you notice how he <laughs> I, just said, mm-hmm? Hey, I know. And I want to agree with that 100%. I mean, uh, Elisa says that, and, you know, same here, 42 years old, um, you know, that there are things that just change in our bodies. And, and you know, I'm even just coming to terms with them sometimes at, at my age and, and realizing that, you know, I still need to, you know, stay on top of it for me personally. And, um, but there've been times that I did not And, you know, as we're talking about these like life seasons and we're talking about, you know, the physical body, it's, it's not just how we look, it's how we think about how we look. And it's about the messages that we give to one another because all of those different things play into where's your comfort level, mm-hmm. right? I, I will tell you, I'm actually a lot more comfortable now, 19 years into this thing called marriage, walking around naked than I have probably been at any other point in time in our marriage, including yeah. that newlywed period. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's not been because I'm just like, well, whatever, just going to let it all hang out. 
No, it's not that. It's our marriage because we've invested in the relationship. But we're going to talk about about this whole idea of nakedness. And and I know that for some of you, this whole podcast, you're like, oh, where are they going to go with this? It's making me feel uncomfortable. That's a good place to be. Keep listening. Yep. Keep listening. You know, if we make you feel uncomfortable in the first 10 minutes that the rest of the show is going to be, you know, like you're going to get pushed and it's going to be a good thing. And I'll be the first person to tell you um, that I have struggled with body image issues for a long time. You know, and for those, there's an episode a couple years ago where, you know, I share that I had um, breast implants put in, gosh, probably six years ago now, mm-hmm. I think. Six it was or one seven. of the early ones. It was one of the early ones, but I shared that on a show because that was, you know, that was a struggle that I had with body image. We, I don't know that we've ever shared when Tony and I first met, we were probably 25 to 30 pounds heavier than we are now, mm-hmm. give or take. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and so that, that was, you know, kind of wrapping myself around, you know, like, where's that? And a lot of that was late nights in college, um, eating at two o'clock in the morning instead of sleeping or drinking or, you know, doing other things like that. But, you know, so there have been these things, there have been seasons where, you know, carrying a baby and, and then dealing with the postpartum. Yeah. During the carrying the baby, you look sexy. Well, there's, there's something about, and for a lot of men, that's true. They look at their wives and, and just in this amazing, you know, the gift of life and they're pregnant and they're beautiful. And then in my case, what happened was my, metabolism sped up like off the chart to the point where I couldn't keep weight on. So I actually, and I've shared this previously, not only did I lose the weight I'd gained having the baby or, you know, being pregnant, but then I would lose like another 10 to 15 pounds. Yeah. So Elisa was like really thin, like really, really thin. And it was, you know, wow. You know, there was concern for sure. Um, on my part, I mean, even my mom would be asking me like, Hey, you know, what's, What's going on with Elisa? I mean, she was looking really thin, like even her face. I mean, her cheeks were just sunken in. And so uh, this has been my journey, right? And I finally now, you know, in my early 40s, have kind of stabilized to the point where I'm like, okay, my weight just kind of hovers within a couple of pounds. Uh, Could I be more toned? Absolutely. Do I look at women who are more more toned and go, hmm? Okay, but that's a choice. That's a choice I make to do the work to get to where they're at or to not. And some days I do and some days I don't. But all that says, you know, what I'm trying to share with that is that there have been times in my marriage when I have not wanted to be naked, when, uh, you know, it's easier for me to just crawl into bed, to kind of strip off the clothes to have sex with Tony and then to like cover up and, you know, be done with it. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and, you know, for Tony too, I mean, Tony's gone through, you know, his own challenges. Yeah. I mean, with- I, I've, I've been there as well. And uh, many of you may just look at Elisa and I and just go, you know, see pictures of us and just be like, oh, what are you guys worried about? You're skinny, you're healthy. Y- yeah, you know what? I don't care where you're at. Um, I think we, we all look at ourselves in the mirror sometimes and go, hmm, that's that shouldn't be there or this doesn't look right to me. You know, I think we all can be there no matter what our body shape is. And so we, you always have to remember we're on our own journey and you're on yours. And so for me, I've always been sort of the thin guy. I have been. And, but like Elisa said, I've, I've had those extra pounds. I was 30, 40 pounds overweight when we first got married. Um, it didn't really bug me much then because I, it, it just sort of happened. And that's where I was in life. But once I started working back out and just getting into my regime of, you know, back in the early days, I was doing this thing called adventure racing, which way back when, for some of you older folks would remember some of those um, just crazy stuff. And, and now they, they've done like the Spartan race and all of those have come back around. 
but I, you know, I got into that and I got into my road cycling again and I got into my backpacking and, and, you know, just fitness was, you know, sometimes my God and it really wrecked havoc on my body. It really did. Cause I would push myself so hard and just beat myself down. And through all that though, I would, I would have massive swings in weight cause mm-hmm. I would be pushing so hard on my bike for eight, 10 hours. And then I would eat and I would just put on all this massive water weight because my body was just so dehydrated or what have you, you know? And I, I will tell you personally, those were not some of my highlights of being willing to strip down, walk around naked in our home or in our bedroom in front of Elisa. Mm-hmm. I, I felt, I just didn't feel like what I, in my mind, perceived that I should be looking like. And, and so we get it. You know, we're opening this show because we get it. You know, just because you see us and we're thin doesn't mean that we don't also battle some of those thoughts that are going through your mind about who you are. What I will say, though, is that by changing those thought patterns, mm-hmm. By realizing that we are beautiful, we are good looking, and we, you know, words of encouragement, our show that we spoke on about a month ago, speaking that into each other and into our own lives changes our perception, which allows us to receive that blessing. Absolutely. And, you know, I want to go back to something I said earlier in the show, you know, just kind of those different seasons and, and why there might be excuses not to be naked right? Because when you're a newlywed, part of it is, you know, if the two of you waited until your uh, wedding night to have sex, it's all brand new. Some of you, it just, you know, you had like us, we had sex before marriage. And so it was just kind of the novelty of, okay, now we're married, right? But everything's new. And you're like, okay, how does this work? And what do I like, you know, I've spent all these years keeping myself covered up. And how do I now like uncover myself? And then, you know, new parents, right? Your body's gone through all these changes. And guys, if you don't believe your wife's gone through changes, ask her, she'll tell you. Um, and on top of that, you have, like I said earlier, you have this little bundle of screaming joy who isn't necessarily letting you sleep. You're both sleep deprived. You don't exactly feel your most attractive. I don't care what celebrity gets photoshopped looking like a million bucks after, you know, like three days after they come out of the hospital. Um, then you've got the young kids, right? And you're constantly wondering if you're going to hear the footsteps coming down the hallway. Is it safe to be naked if someone's going to either knock on the door barge in because we forgot to lock the door or just crawl into bed. Right. Right. You know, cause I don't want to be naked if my kids are going to like climb into bed. And, and then the whole teenage scenario where you're like, okay, you know, like we can't be around the house naked. Cause guess what? Somebody might, I don't know, come home at 10 o'clock at night or, you know, need a, something to eat at midnight. And here we are. And that's incredibly awkward for everyone. And then for you empty nesters, you've got all the time in the world, but you're dealing with the fact that you don't like, like you did when you were 20. And the reality for, for you, I'm just going to speak this, your spouse doesn't exactly look like they did when they were 20 either. You've all matured into a more beautiful version of yourself, right? Because like I look at my 20-year-old self and I look at my 40-year-old self and I got to tell you, I kind of like the 40-year-old self better. Like she's got a lot more wisdom and a lot more understanding. And interestingly enough, most times she gives a lot more grace too. But as we're talking about this, there are some very key things and I just want to say one thing. It's not an age thing. I mean, for Elise and I, we've grown this way. I honestly have met 
many wonderful people in their 20s and 30s that that got it. They're there. They understand it. So it's not an age thing. It, it really isn't. Right. I mean, we're lo- we're just looking back over 19 years. What I think it is, though, honestly, in the marriage, is how how much trust, transparency, how much of that do you have in your marriage? And with that, the first thing that you've got to do is you've got to look at where you are mm-hmm. in being comfortable being naked, right? Because you can't put expectations that your spouse is going to walk around naked all the time if you're not comfortable with that, right? Or if it makes you, you know, squeamish or it makes you feel embarrassed or, you know, whatever it might cause in you. So you've got to know where you are. Right. Then the two of you have to have a conversation on where you both are. Right. And this is not a conversation laced with judgment. This is not a conversation with the you shoulds or why don't you. This is I want to understand because here's something I know about being naked with with your spouse is that it's an opportunity to bring the two of you closer. Right. With with no barriers between the two of you. It's not an automatic pass that just because we're naked, we're going to jump into bed and have sex. It's just skin to skin contact. It's looking at the gift that you've been given in your spouse and going, wow, right? Like that's God's gift to you. Appreciate it. And you're God's gift to your spouse. So guess what? Don't keep the gift under wraps. Literally under wraps, under clothes, under robes, under whatever. Don't keep somebody else's gift all wrapped up. And through the different stages of marriage, I mean, there, there is definitely, I mean, for, for each of us, there's going to be a different stage. Newlyweds, hey, if you're newlyweds without kids, I, I mean, you have the opportunity to not only be naked in your bedroom, but you could be naked all r- around the entire house. I mean, that's, that pretty much is open game because you don't have any kids around. For, for those of you who are parents like ourselves in different stages, you become a little more limited. Right? Because even here for us, for Elisa and I, we're okay shutting our door, locking it, and walking around naked in our bedroom. You're not going to be finding us walking around the house because we got two kids around here. And also, we don't have curtains in in our house, and our backside of the house overlooks a golf course. So we're not going to really be walking around the downstairs naked. That's a choice. We like that sunlight. Yeah. uh, We specifically planned our windows not to have window coverings for that reason. But, you know, opportunities do arise. We go on getaways. Mm -hmm. You know, we we make it a point if we're in a hotel room to not always have to wear clothes because it is just us in there. So, you know, for those of us with kids, older kids, it might be a little different. You know, if they're gone for long periods of time and you want to cuddle naked on the couch, by all means, as long as you know that they're coming home and when they're coming home or you lock the door so they don't walk on you, walk in on you naked, those are opportunities for you. And like so much of what we talk about here at One Extraordinary Marriage, it's about taking advantage of the opportunities as they present themselves. Because those of you with little kids, hello, nap time. You know, most of you have kids. Like I remember when our kids were little, we could get a solid two hours. Now, we didn't know then what we know now, so we did not take advantage of it I think ever, <laughs> if I had to be honest, I, I, like if I had known now, mm, or if I had so. known then what I know now, it, like the child, little children years would have been so dramatically different, mm-hmm. which is why I think we see so many people in their twenties and thirties because they're getting this type of information. And so they're, 
they're learning from others. They're not having to make all the same mistakes in marriage and in the relationship that we made because we didn't know any better. Right. But, you know, going on with that, you know, as you're having this conversation with your spouse and sharing where you both are, a, a big part of this, guys, is encouraging your spouse because they're dealing with their own head stuff, you know, those negative messages like I'm not attractive enough or I'm, you know, my hair is not long enough or, you know, my breasts aren't big enough or, you know, I've got, you know, little, I heard somebody use the term muffin top again the other day. I've got the muffin top over my, whatever it is. You know, the reality is that your spouse, I said it earlier, is God's gift to you. Love them and encourage them. Yeah, but here's, here's a question I have for you. Go for it. What if, what if I'm sitting in bed and I'm looking at you naked and I'm going, I don't like what I see there. I don't, I'm not going to appreciate what has been given to me. I don't like it. Do I just encourage my spouse? Do I tell them they're beautiful? Do I tell them that they're good looking? Do I tell them that they have a beautiful body? Do I lie to them? I don't think you ever bring lying into a relationship. I I don't, I, I think, and I'm going to go back because this was actually something that was said at a marriage retreat that we spoke at earlier this year where a woman was actually um, very off put by the idea of her husband complimenting her on her physical attributes. And what she said is those I feel are, are transient, right? They can go away. She's like, but when he compliments me on what's going on inside of me, when he compliments me on, um, you know, how I've made a meal or how I keep the house or how intelligent I am or how, you know, he sees me serve others. Those are things that make me feel attractive. Mm. So if it can't, if you choose not to, for whatever reason, if you choose not to encourage the physical, you can always find something about the emotional, about the character of your spouse to compliment and encourage. And I will tell you that the more that you pour into your spouse, the more that you find ways to recognize who they are and what they do and how they change this world, the more beautiful they will feel to themselves and the more beautiful they will become because they will transform before your very eyes. Mm -hmm. It's like a plant that you put outside. If you don't feed that plant, if it doesn't get water, if it doesn't get sunlight, if it doesn't get all of these things, guess what? The plant dies. But when the plant gets water and sunlight, you know what that water is? That water is your words of encouragement. And that sunlight is the warmth that you bring to the marriage. When you give your spouse warmth and encouragement, they will grow. But it's up to you to make that choice. It's up to you to not sit there and be like, well, I don't like what I see, so I'm not going to tell you anything. Guess what? You're killing the plant. Mm -hmm. You're killing your marriage. Even like I work with couples in all different states of marriage and all different states of, of being comfortable with their vulnerability with one another. And when they can get to the point where they are expressing gratitude for their spouse, when they get to the point where they start appreciating their spouse and it may start off small, it may be like, well, you know, thank you. I have clean socks today in my sock drawer. Okay. I'll take it. But it goes from there with enough repetition. It goes to thank you for choosing me. Thank you for being my life partner. Thank you for raising this family with me. Thank you for being the type of person who serves other people. When you can do that, guess what? You make it safe to be naked in front of you. And a lot, if a lot of you are struggling with this nakedness, part of it's because it's not safe. You know, Tony mentioned the word trust and safety and security earlier. We don't get naked emotionally or physically unless we feel safe. That's right. 
So as you have this conversation, as you start looking for opportunities and take them, guys, you may only have 15, 20 minutes between naps or kids coming home or doing whatever. You know, a naked hug is not a bad thing. And, and, you know, those of you that have kids in the house, you know that you can get dressed pretty fast. There are mornings when you have to because everybody has spit up over their clothes and you need to change everybody in three minutes. You can do it. Well, and this also leads to the ability and the vulnerability to take showers together or a bath. You know, we hear from many of you that just go, well, gosh, we never shower together. This is one of those, this is the area why that's happening, mm-hmm. right? Because there's the, the vulnerability to be naked and free amongst each other is because there are masks on, right? The trust isn't there. And because of that, hey, walking around your house naked or, and taking a shower naked, same thing, right? You're naked. I mean, that is something that you grow into by being truthful, by being honest, by having integrity, by taking off the mask. Again, remember what we've said for so many years now. Every time we take off those masks, we are loved more, not less for who we are, right? And by being naked around each other, this is a time that you are loved more, not less for who you are. And I'm just going to say one thing about the physical body is that if your body isn't where you want it and there are still factors within your control, because I know a lot of people due to illness and things like that, they can't control what's going on with their body, medications, medications, things like that. Mm -hmm. The parts that you can control, if you're not satisfied with the person that you see in the mirror, and I will tell you, we moved into this house about a year ago. And I, you know, I knew that there were mirrors in the bathroom, like there's this giant mirror over our sink. And then our, our toilet is set off in its own room, but the door to the toilet's kind of at an angle, right? Which is great when you're doing your hair, because it means that I can stand there and see the back of my head. So can I. It's okay. wonderful. It's wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever, dude. The other thing about being able to see the back of your head, though, is that you can see the back of all of you. Right. So, you know, going from like, you know, in our other house, I couldn't, I could only see the front. Like I couldn't turn around and like look over my shoulder and see what my backside looked like. Well, in this house I can't. So on a daily basis, I get an idea of what I'm looking like from behind. And there are seasons when I'm not real happy with that. So you know what I do? I put on my headphones, I listen to a podcast and I get moving, right? I change the food that I'm buying into the house. Those are things under my control. Change the things that you can control accept who you are, celebrate the body that you've been given. Because when you look at this body and you're like, this is me and I'm going to be the best version of me that I can be, then you bring that energy into the marriage. You bring it into your vulnerability. You bring it into celebrating each other's bodies. The human body is a beautiful thing. It changes over the years, sure, but it also accomplishes a lot over the years. And it's, it's that willingness to be raw, and unhidden, like in that quote I read at the start of the show, that strengthens the bond between the two of you, that Mm -hmm. gives the two of you the ability to say, you know what, if I can be naked with you, we can face anything. Mm -hmm. If I can be raw and vulnerable and know that you're still going to love me, I have that assurance, we can face anything. And if you don't have that, then this is the week to start working on it. Not next year, not in two years from now, we'll work on it now. Start working on strengthening your emotional connection. Start working on building up trust where maybe it's been broken. Start doing those things that are going to allow you to be raw and vulnerable with each other. 
Yeah. So this week, I, I, we were talking about this. Elise and I were talking about this before we started the show in that, you know, this week, it, it's the week to get out there and walk around naked. Well, don't get out there. Be in. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm not telling you to go outside. I'm talking about get out there in your house, in your bedroom, walk around naked. And for some of you, this may mean you need to just do it by yourself. You know, maybe it's just, you need to be comfortable just walking from your bedroom to your bathroom and seeing yourself in the mirror. For others of you, it might mean that, hey, get the kids down and just go to bed naked. You know, nothing more is gonna come from it. So this week, go out there, take off your clothes, be vulnerable to each other, and don't always expect that sex is going to come out of it. No, this, this is a time where you guys get to be physically intimate, touching, cuddling, feeling each other with nothing more. It's a time that you get to grow. It's a time that you get to take off masks and learn about each other. It's a time for you to look at your spouse and go, you're beautiful inside and out. It's, you know, this is the week to do it. No matter if you're a newlywed, no matter if you have elementary, junior high, high school kids or empty nesters, this is the week to stand up and just walk around naked. As Elisa said before we got on the air, around in your birthday suit. So go out there, you guys. Enjoy yourselves. Look at yourselves. Transform yourselves. Believe who you are and receive it because you are beautiful. We love you guys. Have yourselves a fantastic week and we'd love to hear from you. We'd love to hear how this week changes you and your marriage. You can email us at info at oneextraordinarymarriage.com or give us a call at 858-876-5663. And remember, all emails, all phone calls, we play them and we speak them here on the show anonymously. We love you guys. Have a fantastic week.